So I made a Facebook account for my dead grandmother (laughs) (laughs) under the premise of just like, not premise, for the purpose of just tagging her in things because I just want to tag her in things. And then it occurred to me that I can use this for evil. (laughs) 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 And I can just haunt the shit out of people. They were not very nice to her when she was alive. I feel like Grammy would support this. Oh God, she would absolutely support it. Yeah, she would. <laughs> she would help me. <laughs> she might help you. I mean, she might. <laughs> That's fantastic. I'm. I'm. I back you on this one. Don't fuck with me, or Helen. You don't uh, know which one's gonna come for you no. at four a.m. No, we don't know which one <laughs> it is. Wait till the first time I get happy drunk. I'm gonna have a blast. <laughs> it all started because uh. I haven't uploaded a Facebook profile photo or anything yet for her, and Shelby was like, "Are you gonna leave her creepy?" And it occurred to me, yes. Yes, I will. Absolutely. She's going to be a ghost. Unfriended three? Hmm? Unfriended three? Unfriended three. Oh, the movie. I never watched that. That's what... Uh, yeah. I've not... I saw the trailer. I don't know what it is. It's just another teen scare movie. Oh. Praying not on my social media. It's not my thing. No, mine either. She also binge watches Veronica Mars, so. Oh, wow. Yeah, I used to clown on someone for watching Pretty Little Liars, and you know what? I take it all back, because at least it wasn't Veronica Mars. (laughs) (laughs) I I actually, uh, I've enjoyed some Pretty Little Liars in my day. Oh, you have stayed. Really? Are you judging? Don't judge me. You can't judge. I'm sorry, I don't like to watch the two teen children leave. At least least my shows are aimed at my generation. They're exact same. You watch the same show over and over. You're watching the same show over and over. It's just a different show. That different things happen. There are different events that occur. We're uh, not compared to the, the show that I'm show. watching, not compared to the show itself. Leave all this in. It's hilarious. Stop. You stop. I watched the last episode of The Golden Girls for the fourth time yesterday while you were unconscious. I'm sorry. That's an excellent show. A lot of people don't know that you guys are fine to fight like this oh yeah this is (laughs) (laughs) this is just mine and shelby's relationship (laughs) we're good we're not actually fighting great listen if you don't keep it a little spicy intense 
if you don't fight about everything, like play fight about everything, you're going to get bored. I mean, we're fine. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> almost four years strong. Okay, you know what? <laughs> let, let me start over. <clears throat> if I do not get to play fight <laughs> <There it laughs> and call you a bitch all day, there I'm going to get very bored. Because I like to talk shit and joke around. And if you like to cry about that, we cannot hang. Because we just can't. And Shelby's great because she talks shit right back. And it's a beautiful, harmonious connection. So me and Shelby just sit and talk shit and play fight all day. It's wonderful. We're fine. I'm sorry. I was generalizing relationship, one relationship <laughs> fallacy that was really <laughs> mine. Uh, that's not <coughs> overgeneralization at all. Yeah, it's really just my preference. Welcome to Karen's Recovery Corner. Welcome to Karen's Recovery Corner. I'm Aaron. I'm Cash. And together, when our powers combine, we become Karen. Karen. <laughs> Swoosh. Swoosh. That was the manager haircut. <laughs> swooshing in the wind. <laughs> this coupon is not expired. That's not a very Karen thing to say. Karen would say that it was expired. Oh, no. Karen no. would say that it's not expired. No, that's right. The issue would be that the coupon <laughs> is expired. Just kidding. Whatever. So, write your things. My things. Okay, so <coughs> we should give some context to this in case people are new. Yeah, good point. So, what we do um, <laughs> almost every episode, I think we forgot the last couple, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of the couple that we've recorded. Yeah. <laughs> so, we did it the second episode and then didn't do it again until now. Uh, <laughs> hey. <laughs> that's fine. So, the things. Um, we rate our anxiety, depression, uh, suicidal ideation, homicidal ideation, cravings, and racing thoughts. Mm -hmm. Just so we keep each other accountable and are honest and forthcoming about our feels. See. See, indeed. So... <laughs> Love that Spanglish. Uh, <laughs> um, my things today. My anxiety's um, about a four. Um, I'm getting a new kid at work on Tuesday, and I'm a little anxious about that. But it's manageable. Uh, my depression's like a two. Not bad at all. Um, no SI. Yay! Yeah. Uh, no HI. I'm craving cigarettes all the time because that's just who I am. And, okay. uh, <laughs> and nicotine is a very addictive chemical. Yes, it is. Uh, and then my racing thoughts are probably about a four. Okay. They're, they're going a little bit, but it's not too bad. Cool. Um, rate your things. Rate my things. So, 
my anxiety has been a pretty steady nine. Um, but right now, on Lazy Day, I feel like it's closer to a seven, which is good. First time it's been a lower than a nine in a while. That's awesome. Yeah. No medicine. So it's great. And um, <coughs> my depression is probably like a five. Um, suicidal ideations are usually like a three, usually coast at about a three. Homicidal ideations. Guess what, y'all? Zero? Zero. Oh, shit. I'm fine. I don't want to beat anybody's ass. I don't care. That's great. I'm not on drugs either. That's beautiful. I know. I just don't care. And for those of you who are new, <laughs> uh, homicidal ideation <laughs> includes the laying of hands. <laughs> Not necessarily that murder oh, yeah. is happening. Yeah, like I don't want to kill people typically ever, <laughs> ever, ever, never. Death is so permanent. Um, typically. Typically. Said. I mean, like whenever I read some stories in the news, there are some people who do things to people. And for brief moments, like, yeah, I have a sudden urge to become a homicidal maniac. Yeah. But overall, like I could never bring myself to kill a human being. Um, but like sometimes I'm like right in the line of fire. So <laughs> oh, no, baby. Oh God. Especially Aaron. Jeez. I would have to have a brain tumor to commit any act of violence against you. <laughs> like good. if I ever became violent against you, take me to get a CAT scan because there is a tumor <laughs> laying on something in my brain for me to have an act of aggression towards Aaron. Oh my gosh. There's just no... Like, you are not triggering to me in any way. Yay! Like, you... Best friend. Best friend. Like, really. I'm serious, though. Because I'm really concerned I do have a brain tumor. So just set that right up. Just give me a CAT scan. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, homicidal ideations also include laying hands. The end. Um, So homicidal ideations are zero. Uh, Racing thoughts. Um, They're not really too bad probably like a five um cravings like a seven for i just want all the weeds (laughs) i don't really want to drink that's good yeah i I haven't really been in the mood to drink um and i kind of want some benzos i kind of have a taste for some but it's not that that half isn't so overwhelming. It's just like a little bit. And it's probably just because I've been um, like they've been tapering me off of my clonopin with Ativan. And I know I'm about to run out. I only have like five of those left. And so it's like that scarcity mm-hmm. effect. Yeah. Like I know I'm about to be out. So now I'm craving them. Yeah. But I'm not taking them unless I feel my anxiety like. That's the only time I take them is whenever my anxiety makes me super sick to my stomach. I'm going to turn the headphones down so you talk louder. Okay. <coughs> yeah, that's a problem I have. I don't talk very loud in these things. Mm-mm. Nope. I say it to Shelby for the audience just in case they were curious. <laughs> I don't know. I felt like narrating that. Anyway, uh, moving along. Right along. Right along. So, I lost the list of episodes that we had planned out, guys. Isn't that great? And we realized that moments before we set up to record. Fun times. 
But as the saying goes, the show must go on. The show must go on. So here we are. Episode five. Welcome. Welcome. And it's an odd number. So I'll pick the topic. Let's talk about boundaries today. Okay. Since I mentioned it earlier. Yeah. That that's the only topic that I remember us discussing. Yeah. From our list of things that we were going to discuss. Sounds good. I like talking about boundaries. I think that uh, boundaries are really important and that people don't talk enough about them. Yeah. And you can have different kinds of boundaries in your life with different people. Um, Yeah, there are three types of boundaries, aren't there? Yep. There's uh, rigid boundaries, which is like super hard set boundaries that you don't get close to people at all and you share nothing about your life and you kind of stonewall. Yeah. And then uh, they're enmeshed boundaries which are um, you kind of overshare with people and um, get too close and too wrapped up with people mm-hmm. and have a tendency to be codependent. <coughs> um, and then there are healthy boundaries, which means that you say your wants and needs without violating other people's boundaries and without violating your own boundaries. So those are, those are healthy. Yeah. That's the, Venn diagram section that you want to be in. Right. That's the goal. Is to have healthy boundaries set with people. And that's a hard thing to do. Absolutely. Like I either have very, like, you get none of me or you get all of me. (laughs) At once. Because it's like, I'm very, I tell people from the beginning, I'm like, I'm going to lay this all out that way. If you're going to go, you go now before I get attached. <laughs> <laughs> like, go while you're just a number in my phone <laughs> before I like you. So, <laughs> just go. And so, I'm just, I'm just very upfront and yeah. all out there from the start. Which isn't a bad thing necessarily. Um, I think it can it can be a bad thing when um, other people can take advantage of that malice. Yes. <laughs> yes. <sighs> you know what she told me? What when she came over to visit? Malice is code name for somebody, by the way. Yeah. She told me, she was like, yeah, I was stalking your Facebook and I was just like, you give a shit? You're looking at my Facebook? What? And she's like, yeah, I was stalking your Facebook. I saw one of your videos and I was watching it and I was waiting for you to say something about me, but you never did. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, I apologized to her. (laughs) What? I apologize to her for not making every video I did about my recovery about her. (laughs) What? I didn't even mean to. Oh, man. 
That is an example, my friends, of enmeshed boundaries. Very porous boundary, very toxic, short-lived firecracker relationship that should have probably not happened. Yeah, some red flags is if you feel like you're getting close to someone too soon before you really know them. And, uh, that, that or if you've rationalized why it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or if the phrase, we hurt everyone else so we won't hurt each other ever comes out of your mouth. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God, my journal entry. Yeah, hang on. That's in here somewhere. I glued it in here. Painting on wallpaper. <coughs> Yeah, my two manic whenever um Ali Malice whatever, it doesn't matter. I don't give a shit if y'all know who she is. She's terrible. Um, I'm really mad at her. I forgave her and was about to move on and be a better person. And then she was shady again and so I'm really mad at her. Mad at her. So anyway, so Malice. So she she I was super manic and so I wrote <laughs> like less than twenty four hours apart. These two journal entries and the first one is, okay, I'll just read them to y'all. I was going to summarize it, but there's no way to summarize these. I'm returning her in her, okay, June 9th, 2019, 5.47 p.m. This is important. I'm returning her energy 100%. The end. If nothing else, maybe she'll learn what not to do to the next girl that falls stupid in love with her. I'm not settling for half a human. It's 100% or not. Or nothing. Or zero. Now the end. My hair is red. See. June 10th, 2019. 5.13 p.m. Y'all do that math. It's less than 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Life is good. We talked and things are good. Going to make a panty empire. My hair is almost purple. The basement is purple. Life is good. See. Mm. The end. <laughs> oh. Yeah. We had very... We had no boundaries, none, very porous boundaries, free flowing into each other. And, um, well, I did at least. She didn't. She had very rigid boundaries and made me very grateful for nothing, but convinced me to be grateful for it because. Okay, so here is the thing, one of my handouts from the thing. Uh, Common traits of rigid, porous, and healthy boundaries. Okay. Yeah. You ready for this? (laughs) Let's check off that checklist. Okay, here's rigid boundaries. Avoids intimacy and close relationships. Unlikely to ask for help. Has few close relationships. Very protective of personal information. May seem detached even with romantic partners. <sighs> keeps others at a distance to avoid the possibility of rejection. All right. I mean, Malice, if you feel called out, <laughs> you should. Yeah. The end. So here is um, examples of... <clears throat> 
some common traits of porous or enmeshed boundaries. And this is where I think I fall when I fuck up boundaries. Overshares personal information. Difficulty saying no to the requests of others. That's a big one for me. Yeah. Uh, Over-involved with others' problems. Also a big one. Because I'm a fixer. Yeah. Dependent on the opinions of others. Holy shit. Accepting of abuse or disrespect. Yeah. Yeah. Fears rejection if they do not comply with others. How's that sit with yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> That's you to a Yeah. Yeah. I have I have issues with that. I really do. I don't know why I think so much about whenever I think of like your um like we talk about a lot about how you have this critical weakness of helping others to where to the point where it hurts you and i only ever think of one person whenever i think about it like we we talk about it like it's still something you do but it's really i mean and you probably do yeah. but i've i really no i think i've grown a lot since that person you know what i'm talking about like yeah i feel like you've since I've known you at least the time whenever it was critical to you it was a while ago yeah I feel like you've grown a lot and you've learned a lot from that situation I did learn a lot from that situation big time and it almost made me have rigid boundaries toward everyone but my close tiny circle well I'm very glad that didn't happen because that's not an appropriate response right exactly um and that gives them way too much power over you yeah but I also think that uh, my wife helped me temper a lot of that being with her. And I was more than just responsible for my own things. I was responsible for her things as well. Right. You know, because we were in it together. Hunter, Hunter. Yep. So here are some examples of healthy boundaries. And this is the goal. Oh, can I also add, though, that porous boundaries are like my autobiography but continue <laughs> but i didn't i didn't porous boundaries a memoir <laughs> right i just wanted to not also like target aaron i didn't want to target oh aaron no with porous boundaries that's fine <clears throat> cash also identifies herself and all of that but yes healthy boundaries the goal the goal values own opinions doesn't compromise values for others shares personal information in an appropriate way does not over or undershare, knows personal wants and needs and can communicate them, accepting when others say no to them. I feel called out. Oh. I don't like being told no. Why? Because I just... (laughs) I've been told no, like always, and it's just really annoying. Yeah. And I'm just tired of being told no because I'm an adult now. <laughs> yeah. So like. But when someone tells you no because it compromises oh, themselves. That's a little different. That's a little different. Yeah. yeah. So if you were to, you know, ask me for $150, I clearly don't have two nickels to rub together most of the time right now. No. And Felt. I said No. I wouldn't get mad at you. You wouldn't get mad at me. No. That's a healthy boundary. Oh, okay. 
I think you and I have healthy boundaries. Oh, we do for sure. I think you are probably my healthiest relationship. (laughs) Now that I think about it. You are absolutely my healthiest relationship. Awesome. You are. You are the healthiest friendship I've ever had. That's great. You really are. That's good. Because anytime we've come anywhere near like a squabble, we resolve it. Mm Mm-hmm. We're good. Yep. Hmm. Oh, we're growing as people. We're growing. <laughs> Always as Look people. Look at us growing. Look at us growing. I love it. Yeah. So, um, what kinds of boundaries? There's like a bunch of them. And things are boundaries that you don't even realize. Yeah. Like, like we could be talking about physical boundaries. Like mm-hmm. if you have that rigid boundary, like I can't hug people or people can't touch me. Like, um, and it's okay to have like a mix of boundaries. Yeah, too. absolutely. Like S- sometimes, sometimes it requires, mm-hmm. there are situations that call for that. You know, if people who have sensory issues or have, you know, childhood trauma, might have rigid boundaries when it comes to physical boundaries. Oh, trauma absolutely affects your fucking boundaries. Yeah. If you were rejected a lot, fear of rejection might cause you to have enmeshed boundaries. Mm-hmm. Because you want closeness with people. And that you're willing to compromise your values to find to have that closeness. <sighs> yep. <laughs> here why don't you look over some of these types of boundaries and you can find ones you like find the ones i most closely identify with oh never mind (coughs) time boundaries are hard Time boundaries. Time boundaries. Okay, so time boundaries refer to how a person uses their time. To have healthy time boundaries, a person must set aside enough time for each facet of their life, such as work, relationships, and hobbies. Time boundaries are violated when another person demands too much of another's time. Ooh. Time boundaries are hard. Yeah. Hard. Yep. I have trouble setting boundaries with myself and time. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like I don't make yeah. the appropriate amount of time for certain aspects of my life. Mm-hmm. I violate my own boundaries. Yeah, my transcript. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have a lot of irons in the fire, though. Usually. Yeah. Always. I can't. I'm, I'll always be that person. I've always been that person. Whenever I don't have a million projects going on, I find projects. I've just always been that person. But um, time boundaries are hard whenever you care about people and you want to make everybody happy. Yeah. People are asking, like, everyone wants to spend time with you at once. Like, whenever I was first rejoining the living world, and everyone wanted to see me at one time. Mm-hmm. <sighs> that was an exhausting couple of weeks. I'm really excited that everybody got bored. <laughs> <laughs> like, I kind of miss the 400 notifications every day. Like, 
I gotta admit, that did give me a dose of happy chemicals. But I do not miss having to schedule people into my every single day. Like, and it's not that I didn't want to see anybody. I just didn't want to see everybody at once. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But whenever you care about people, it's really easy to violate your own time boundaries and put them above you. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I can relate to that. Yeah. Intellectual boundaries refer to thoughts and ideas. Healthy intellectual boundaries include respect for others' ideas and an awareness of appropriate discussion should we talk about the weather or politics. Intellectual boundaries are violated when someone dismisses or belittles another person's thoughts or ideas. Hmm. I like that. I saw something actually that would apply to emotional boundaries to would apply to communication i saw something on facebook it was like i've always thought communication is the key but it's not it's comprehension because you can talk all day understanding doesn't matter how much you talk if you're not understanding each other yep um i've always heard the analogy of like um you talk into a microphone that a different person has headphones for. Does that make sense? Like, so like the other person has headphones that aren't hooked up to the same microphone. So if you, so one person can be talking in a microphone and the other person has headphones on, but they're for a different microphone. So you've got to find a way when you're communicating to match up the headphones with the microphone that's a cute little analogy isn't it though yeah sound engineers (laughs) sound engineers (laughs) engineers yep yeah i thought that was really intense because it's accurate um i've always thought it was communication but it's it's really it's comprehension you have to understand because it doesn't matter what the hell you're saying if you're not getting through to each other yep and taking the time to which we can talk more about that communication (coughs) when we talk about communication oh yeah that's fair um you know taking time to stop talking so much and start listening because really it's not talking that's the key to communication it's listening yeah. Yeah. Communication uh, is way more than talking. Yeah. Appreciate that your partner is trying to communicate, trying to get you to comprehend something. Nope. And you might that's be wearing that. Made me think yeah. of. Yeah. That's good. I like that. I do too. Mm. Intellectual boundaries. That's. Having respect for other people's ideas without belittling them, I feel like, is a lost art. Yeah, it is. And I've been guilty of that. You know. And that, again, goes back to understanding. Like, you don't have to understand why they think. Like, you don't have to understand. How do I explain this? 
You don't have to understand their viewpoint. You don't have to identify with their viewpoint. There we go. You don't have to identify with their viewpoint. To have respect. To have respect for them as a human being. Yeah. Or to understand even how someone like them could get to that conclusion. Yeah. Like, I can understand how certain populations voted for Trump. Yeah. I understand how that happened. I do not identify nor support it. I rally against it and cry at night over it. <laughs> but <laughs> but I understand how it happened. Right. Because I understand middle America. Yeah. And people were really not that complicated. Like for complicated beings, our brains were really kind of simple. Yeah. We're really complex but simple. Yeah, because we're very animalistic and primal. Even as advanced as we are, we're not that far along in evolution, guys. We're not aliens yet. Mm -hmm. Team Area 51, let's go. I love that everybody gets so freaked out about Area 51. <laughs> I do too. I don't know how that happened. I don't either. But <laughs> that was it. great. It was it was it was a good couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, because that's about as long as it lasted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then everybody was like, eh, I'm bored. <laughs> Moving on to the next thing. Oh man. See, I've been obsessed with aliens for forever. Obviously. I don't know if you know anything about my entertainment history. I mean, <laughs> I've met you. I've had a nice uh, fascination with them since I was a kid. Like, I grew up in the era of that OG X-Files. Like, Oh, yeah. You know, I've had a nice fascination with them since do, I was a kid. Do, 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 do. Like, I watched the original Twilight Zone episodes. Not when they aired. Da, 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 I'm not that old, but... <laughs> Twilight <on> reruns. <laughs> at my Grammys. Rod Serling. The fucking Twilight Zone. Man, I, I will never forget seeing an episode of the Twilight Zone. And my dad was like, hey, Aaron, look who it is. And I look up, and it's freaking William Shatner. Nah. In an episode, it was the, I want to say it was the airplane episode. It was like a creature on the, on the airplane wing. And he was the only one that could see it, and it was freaking him out. I haven't seen enough to know them like that. The Twilight Zone. I'm not a sci-fi geek. I just know enough. Oh, I'm a total geek. I know you are. It's one of the things I love about you. We have Flash Gordon DVDs. <sighs> that makes me so happy. Uh, I could just go on and on about sci-fi, so I'm going to stop now <clears throat> before you guys get bored. I mean, we could have a sci-fi corner. Uh, I've got my wife halfway through Star Trek Voyager. Oh, I thought you were ending the sentence there, and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I got my wife. To? Yes, I've got her. She's my support. Love her. No, uh, I've got her halfway through. She, I mean, she is. Shout out, Amanda. But <laughs> I've got her halfway through Star Trek Voyager. She's watched all of Deep Space Nine, and she's kind of watching The Next Generation with Megan right now. She's got some gaps that we're going to have to fill in later. But, uh Yeah. That's what the FBI does to people. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really, really excited that she's almost 
through Voyager. That Voyager was my favorite Star Trek series because that's the one that I like grew up with. That was, you know, mm-hmm. that was my Star Trek because of when it happened. Voyager? Yeah. Like, you know how like everybody has their doctor? Like yeah. the first doctor that they watch, you know? Well, everybody has their Star Trek series too. I mine's Voyager. So my captain is Janeway. Like she was the first televised female captain and uh, You were the most precious wonderful. thing. I just want to keep you in my pocket. Anyway, boundaries. That was sci fi corner with Aaron. You're welcome. Aaron's <laughs> going in my pocket. That's my new boundary. <laughs> I feel like that's it's a little enmeshed. <laughs> it might be violating some of my physical boundaries. <laughs> we might be violating some physical laws of nature. That's also <laughs> true. <laughs> Did I tell you? I didn't tell you. I told Shelby. So speaking of laws of physics and things, we were discussing laws of science and shit and astrology the other day. And he said one of um, the things that we say the most is if you want to make an extraordinary claim, you have to have extraordinary evidence. Whenever he said that, <clears throat> of course, I was, you know, in my own little world. Because that's where and cash is. Always. 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 And uh, it was early. And, you know, but it hit me. It hit me. And I was like, oh, my God. That's my Harvard letter. And so for my Harvard or Harvard admissions letter, I'm going to write a research paper on why I objectively deserve to be in the program based on um, the, the evidence. Extraordinary evidence. The extraordinary evidence for my extraordinary claim that I deserve to go to the JD PhD program. The end. Beautiful. Yep. You did tell me that. Did I? Yeah. I couldn't remember. But it's good to put it out there. Yeah. I'm really excited about this, guys. <sighs> yeah. I was writing down in my journal, like, <clears throat> because speaking of, it's kind of, ha, huh, it's kind of appropriate. We're talking about boundaries and time boundaries because I'm trying to figure out, like, how to balance out my time with everything that I have going on and want to do. Um and because I also started a business with one of my friends. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. Don't do it. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Not yet. Well, I started a business with one of my friends. And it's a great business. And it's going to do great things. And um, it's legal, you know, before anybody thinks that my giggling is because it's illegal. It's not. But it's just funny. Um, but so that adds some time to my week. And then I also need to start studying for my LSATs, my GRE, which I have to take next year, which seems premature and maybe it is, but I also need to get like in the top percentile on both of those tests because I have to balance out my transcripts. So I have to start studying now and preparing that way I do the absolute best. Because I want to get a perfect score on the LSAT, which is done by 0.01% of the population that takes it. But my fucking God, if I get a 180 on the LSAT, you know what? If I get a 178, 179, or a 180 on the LSAT, I'll be happy. I'll give myself 
a two number range because it's I can't set myself up for failure and strive to be absolutely perfect. But a 178 on the LSAT is still that's Harvard fucking material. Yeah. I'm Harvard material. But I told my little brother about it yesterday and he's so excited for me. And that made my heart happy. He was like, you should be the favorite. You're probably going to Harvard. I was like, yeah, yeah, I am. Wearing my Harvard pants today. Anyway, so (laughs) time boundaries. So I have to prepare for everything. And there's just a lot going on. School, work, classes. Yeah. I want to devote an hour a day to reading. It's very hard to do as an adult when you have so many things. And then, of course, this is just the things of my things. This is not even outside people. So, hello. (laughs) 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 So, hello. So, hello. (laughs) I think that might be my new the end. So, hello. (laughs) So, hello. Continuing the conversation instead of ending it. There you go. What are the boundaries you got there? Sexual boundaries. Ooh. Refer to the emotional, intellectual, and physical aspects of sexuality. Healthy sexual boundaries involve mutual understanding and respect of limitations and desires between sexual partners. Sexual boundaries can be violated with unwanted sexual touch, pressure to engage in sexual acts, leering, or sexual comments. Consent. Consent is a really easy thing to understand. Yeah. Yes means yes. No means no. It Literally anything that is not yes means no. Yeah. If it is not yes, it is no. It's a no. If it is a passive aggressive avoiding of the topic, if it is a shrugging of the shoulders... If it is a direct, flat out, go fuck yourself. Those all mean the same thing. That all means no. (laughs) Direct, flat out, go fuck yourself. Well, I mean, Brock Turner doesn't even understand go fuck yourself. So clearly. And he's college educated. (laughs) Listen. It's a... Some colleges just let anyone in. There's Ugh. zero rapists graduating from my college. My dad is lecturing Dylan about not going to USI because it's an inferior school. Seriously? Mm. It's a school. It's accredited. This is coming from the man who has a GED. He's judging colleges all right i'd like to see him go to usi right i wish he would just be proud of me i'm proud of you thank you i'll be your proud dad thanks thanks dad yep aaron is my dad (laughs) he does kind of treat me like a dad i like it hopefully not in a negative way no no we wouldn't talk. That's the only negative dad relationship I understand. And we're still talking. So yeah, I guess true. this is healthy. Great. Yeah. 
Sweet. Sweet. Yeah. So let's see. What else we got on here? Emotional boundaries refer to a person's feelings. Healthy emotional boundaries include limitations on when to share and when not to share personal information. For example, gradually sharing personal information during the development of a relationship as opposed to revealing everything to everyone. Emotional boundaries are violated when someone criticizes, belittles, or invalidates another person's feelings. Don't invalidate other people's feelings. If someone says you hurt them, you hurt them, and you don't get to tell them that you didn't. Yeah. That's not fair. Yep. And, I mean, it takes a lot to admit to yourself that you've hurt someone. It really does. And that's a hard thing to do. It but sucks. Sometimes you have to admit that you've been the bad guy for a minute. And listen. It doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't. And as much as it sucks, like, it sucks for a few minutes. And if you have a guilt complex, it can suck for a little while longer. Yeah. But it'll heal that relationship with your person. It provides a way forward. Yeah. And that balances out the shitty feelings that you have. Because feeling shitty for a little bit and keeping your person is way better than feeling shitty forever because you lost them. Because you just wouldn't hear that you were hurting them. Yeah. Pride isn't worth it. Mm -mm. Nope. Because if you don't learn from how you hurt someone, then it's going to happen again. Yeah. And if someone is fighting with you about the same thing... It's because it's not getting resolved. Right. It's not because they're nitpicking you or nagging you. It's because the first, second, fourth, eighth time it got brought up, nothing got resolved. And I think a lot, a lot would help if, <coughs> if people would not be so quick to fault find yeah. any other person and really introspect within yourself which is hard to do yeah it's hard i logically can sit here and know that know that that's what i need to do in the moment but whenever i'm upset that's not what i'm doing right like no one at this podcast is sitting here judging anyone or telling you no. how to live your life no by any means because these are all things that we struggle with too jesus it's very hard for me to accept that I've hurt people because it hurts me to hurt other people, which just makes me angry. I think that's, I mean, that's a natural human response. Well, I'm glad I'm not a psychopath. No. I've been concerned about that my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> it's been a real concern of mine. <laughs> I love you so much. I love you too, babe. So much. <laughs> babe too <clears throat> babe too oh yeah amanda gave us designations <laughs> yeah Am amanda is babe one <laughs> aaron I'm, is babe two i'm babe two shelby didn't get a designation so she's just assumed to be babe three but three is my favorite number there you go i've never been number one for anything i don't think i've ever even actually been number two for anything except i was second chair in band <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm really proud of that. <laughs> that was in, that was in seventh grade Some and I still of. brag about it. There you go. Second chair. Second chair clarinet, bitch. Yes. Of course you played clarinet. Of course.
course I did. I yeah. I was on mm-hmm. color guard too. Okay, that I can totally see. It didn't last long, but yeah, nothing I did ever lasted long. Cause you know, Brianna was in color guard too. Was she that yeah. beautiful bitch? I want to see some photos. She's got videos. Yeah. See, I never made it past the first summer. <laughs> I never got to a, like competition. Well, my mom made me quit. <laughs> and I didn't <laughs> fight her. Because <laughs> it was hot. So I was like, okay. That's fine. My mom made me quit everything. Like She tried to get me <laughs> to quit my job at Hardee's, but I fought her oh, on it. Oh, fuck. Like, whenever she was mad at me, she would just take away whatever I had. So, color guard, after school activities everything nice yeah that's fine uh, shit happens yep <laughs> that's why I quit um Girl Scouts um GSA which was this like church thing Girls Without or what is it? Or GWA, Girls with Attitude. Is what they called it. We got together in the church basement. It was like a little group of seven year olds that after church on Wednesday nights we got together in the basement and like did crafts. Awesome. So Sweet. I went to church when I was a kid, guys. <laughs> yeah, and then you had your Jesus year. Then I had my Jesus year. I oh God. I was hardcore Jesus. I wore tape over my mouth that said life on it. What? I went to pro-life rallies. Oh, fuck. I I, I was like in pro-life rallies. Nice. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. 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 Very sarcastic. Nice. No. I mean, in my defense, I was 15 and impressionable. Yeah. Or s- no, I was 16. Because it was after my mom had told me about my near miss with a clothes hanger. So I was very, like, amped up about the cause. Because before then, I had never really thought about abortion. Yeah. And then my mom told me that. And I was like, oh, well, I'm definitely against this. Mm-hmm. And so I became very pro-life. And I was very pro-life for like 10 years. And so I read a Tumblr post that like rocked my life. I remember that. You telling me about that. That's why you should always keep an open mind. And whenever you get new information and you change your mind, that is okay. It is okay to change your mind when you get new information. Or if you get old information for the 10th time and you just finally, it just finally hits you. Yeah. It's okay to change your mind about things that you are strongly passionate about. Sure is. Because just as passionate as I was about being pro-life, I mean, 10 years ago, I'm that strongly passionate about being pro-choice now. Like, you can still be passionate, just be passionate about the things that make the most sense after you get all the information. Yes. That is how knowledge is power. Beautiful. Thanks. Just like you. Thanks. I try. I didn't do anything with my hair today. (laughs) It's just lazy day. 
It is. It's 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 lazy Sunday. It's lazy Sunday. I'm off today. Today um, I don't feel like doing, doing anything. anything. I'm only gonna get two days off in a row, once every two weeks. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. So everybody, cross your fingers that this business takes off, and in six months. I can become completely self-employed and just sleep. That would be great. Yeah, that would be great. But I really love my job, so I'm not even mad about it. It's so much fun. Because, listen, this is how you know I love working there. If anything were going to kill that job, it would be that break situation. I get one break on a six and a half hour shift. I'm a smoker. I chain smoke. (sighs) That's a like I do a lot in the mornings. It's really early. Whenever I'm drinking coffee is whenever I smoke the most. And I drink so much coffee there. And I can't smoke for four hours after I get there. And it doesn't even like really get to me that much. Good. If anything were going to kill it, it would have been that. Maybe you're ready to quit. Maybe. I am. I'm just, I'm going to quit probably by the end of the year. I say that every year, but I think this year is going to be the year. It feels like the end. I quit September last year. Mm-hmm. I started smoking a bit again after mom died. But Understandable. We're on the road to cutting it all out. Yeah. So, I've been doing pretty good. And then the house will just be an orchestra of vapes. <laughs> it's just going to sound like this all day. God, there needs to be a filter. A filter? A filter on the vapes to make them play like Bach or something <laughs> instead of that sound. <laughs> like if you could customize the sound. A little, a little Chopin. <laughs> something. <laughs> Don't mind me while I play some Listen, condoms. that's a million dollar idea. And if any of you do that, I want royalties. Somebody's walking by vaping and you hear, you know. I'll be like, Queen of the Night Aria from Mozart's Magic Flute. Where the fuck did you get that? They owe me money. <laughs> Bet. <laughs> you think? <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> I would. Oh, man. Well, yeah. And then let's see, what else do we have on here? Material boundaries is the one we haven't talked about. Material boundaries. Mm -hmm. What's that? Material boundaries refer to money and possessions. Healthy material boundaries involve setting limits on what you will share and with whom. For example, it may be appropriate to lend a car to a family member, but not probably to someone you met this morning. (laughs) Guys. Material boundaries are violated when someone steals or damages another person's possessions or when they pressure them to give or lend them their possessions. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I used to have the most trouble with. Yeah. Yeah. And it was because, you know, you were raised to think. I mean, I was raised to think if you have something, you give it away. And that's not really a healthy boundary whenever it um, violates, not really, not what's the word I'm looking for? 
when it interferes with your own personal well-being. When you're when you're taking out loans so that you can loan other people money and make sure that every you know yeah when when you're barely getting by and paying other people's car payments yeah that's dangerous. I think I have the mentality. <clears throat> what my problem has always been is the mentality that like nothing is really mine if someone else wants it. Yeah, because that's how yeah. I was always raised. Like. Yep. I grew up with brothers. If I had something and they wanted it, they could play with it. Yeah. Like my body. It doesn't matter if it's mine. If someone else wants it, it's theirs. Like my things. It yeah. It doesn't matter. I've definitely always been that way with with things. I mean, it's kind of like an extreme version of immaterialism, which is good, not caring, not putting too much importance on material things it's good to not put too much importance in it but there's a limit Uh, there's a limit and there's a line yeah and when you take that to the extreme then you end up giving yourself away yeah big time yeah boundaries i'm bad with all of these people (laughs) i'm really just broken you could be worse it could be I mean, a lot worse. I suppose I could be. I could be a lot worse. I could be a crackhead. Give yourself some credit. Yep, I'm not a crackhead. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> Give yourself some credit with boundaries. I think that I don't have meth head boundaries. You've gotten a lot of people. <laughs> you've gotten a lot of people out of your life recently. I have that you've had unhealthy boundaries with, and you've set boundaries with people. How do you let's answer that question and it'll be our last thing that we talk about. Okay. How do you set <coughs> healthy boundaries with people? Well, you have to not make excuses. So okay. So if you don't want to do something, be honest about why. That's important. Not even necessarily why. But Or yeah, just be honest that you don't want to. Yeah, be honest. Like, don't say, oh, I can't do this because my car broke down. Be like, hey, I don't feel like going out tonight. Yeah, exactly. Y- you know what I mean? Because if you lie about your, if you lie whenever you're first trying to set that, set up these boundaries, you're going to feel fake. Or I did, anyway. You're not going to feel like you still have any control and it's going to be really shaky yeah so just be honest because the more you're honest about how you feel the more comfortable you feel feeling it yeah and the more comfortable you feel telling people you feel it that's what i figured out and that's how i've been able to start setting boundaries with people that's good just be honest about it. You don't have to give them an, an essay. And if they ask follow-up questions, just be like, I don't want to talk about <laughs> it. Like, I'm fine. But just Honesty. don't. Use, yeah, be honest. Don't lie to them. And people know when you're lying. Yeah. I think um, a big thing about setting boundaries is being honest with yourself. Not just with the person, but being honest with yourself that there's a problem. Absolutely. Uh, self-honesty is something that I've always struggled with and I realized that I struggled with it 
recently. Um, because I, I will give myself every reason in the book why there is no problem so that I can avoid conflict. Right. And conflict isn't necessarily a bad thing. The word gets a bad rap. But conflict can be good. Especially when it moves towards growth. Yeah. And sometimes there are people in your life that because of enmeshed boundaries or even rigid boundaries, you've stunted your own personal growth. And that person in your life has, you know, caused you to stunt your growth. Yeah. And <coughs> it's not necessarily because the other person is a bad person, but because you've had unhealthy boundaries. I had a, a friend in college that was my best friend in college. I, that was, yeah. And, uh, I mean, she's a wonderful person, but we had such enmeshed boundaries that, I had to basically not cut off the friendship, but back away. And because I was setting healthy boundaries, she took it as rigid boundaries because yeah. our boundaries were so enmeshed. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then she like had a freak out and left and and you might need to prepare for that yeah when you start setting healthy boundaries it's going to shock some people but stay true mm -hmm. and don't allow other people to violate those boundaries and if they do then just keep communicating with them and just be like this isn't about you this is about me trying to take charge this is me setting boundaries this isn't anything about you the right people will stay yep and there might come a point to where having healthy boundaries with someone isn't enough and you have to establish those rigid boundaries yeah. and say, look, no more in my life until you can learn to not violate my rights. I had to establish some pretty rigid boundaries with one. And that sucked. made me sad. Yeah. But it was, we tried healthy boundaries and it, I was sitting in the bathtub trying to contemplate how to break apart a razor Within minutes of being around her. So. Had to move into the rigid boundary arena. And since then. I don't know about her. But I can at least say my mental health has improved a lot. I feel sad about this situation. And I still worry about her. And I love her. Yeah. And I talk to her every few days. But. But you did what you had to do. Exactly. Because we for you. almost killed each other and it just wasn't worth it for either of us. It wasn't just about me. Like, I was doing it to her, too. You have to think yeah. about that. The Whenever you're in a relationship with shitty boundaries, like, you're hurting each other. Even if the other person isn't voicing it yet, they just don't realize it yet, probably. But you're hurting each other. Yeah. So you have to set boundaries. If you're the only one strong enough to set boundaries right now, you have to set boundaries for both of you. To protect both of you. Because you're the one who sees it. It's your responsibility. Yep. And it's hard. But it's worth it. Promise I'm on the other side of it. It really is worth it. But it's hard. <sighs> but yeah. Sorry I just wanted to throw that tip no, in there. No that's good. That's what 
That's what I was after. Well, yep. this has <coughs> been our episode <coughs> on boundaries. Yes. Thank you for listening to Karen's Recovery Corner. Thanks for listening. You guys are cute. Um, are fantastic. If you guys have stories about boundary setting, um, feel free to write us. Um, if you guys have stories at all, if you guys yeah. want to say hi about any of our previous episodes, or if you just guys want to say what's up, send us fan art. <laughs> send us anything. Literally anything. Literally anything. Just give us any kind of attention and acknowledgement. Yeah, I really like attention. Good positive attention, and we'll read it. Out loud. Karen's podcast at Gmail. Yes, we will. We will read all of it. We'll add photos of it. If it's a thing of a photo. (laughs) If it's a photo thing. If indeed it is a photo thing. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just here. Driving this human machine. It's great. I love human machines. (laughs) (laughs) The other night I said to Aaron, (laughs) I don't know who put me in charge of this human. Body. What did I say? I don't know who put me in charge of this body. <laughs> That's what you said, Cash. <laughs> it's beautiful. And then the other morning, I told Shelby I was tired of driving this human machine. <laughs> I'm funny. Uh, you are hilarious. Anyway. Anyway, this has been uh, Karen's Recovery Corner. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? I don't know. <sighs> I'm so done with this. <laughs> We're going to go do something else now, guys. Yep. So, hello. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, hello. Hello. Okay. Three, Three two, one. Bye. CRC is hosted by Karen, that's Cash and Aaron. Amateurly mixed and produced by Aaron Yancey. Social media mismanaged by Cash Porter. Emails left on read by Shelby Masterson, aka Steven. So thanks for listening. Yep. <laughs>